This talk is offered by Ordinary Minds Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Andrew is an Australian Dharma heir of Barry Majid and is dedicated to extending Barry's vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. So, we are social and political beings. And um, our life is often, from an evolutionary point of view, our brain has developed uh, in order to help us to survive. Initially it was to survive the, the threats of an environment where there might be too much cold or too much heat or not enough food. Uh, there may have been predators that we had to find a way to keep ourselves safe. And unfortunately, in the history of our evolution as human beings, um, sometimes those threats would come from other human beings. And we still haven't worked out yet how to resolve that one. Hopefully we will one day. <coughs> Buddhism is one particular path that presents us with a um, hope for living in a world where human beings or other human beings will no longer be seen as a threat. It's a, helpful to appreciate um, the biological and psychological conditions that uh, have shaped our brains um, over that vast period of time, thousands of years, and, uh, and how the brain has developed to, to regulate uh, safety and threat. In other words, um, our brain is highly primed towards uh, cues in the environment, external environment, or as we evolve the, the newer brain, the, the frontal cortex, how those, those threats can also be generated internally by language, symbols, 
memory. One of the ways in which our body-brain regulates safety and threat in a way which is often outside of our conscious awareness is through the um, autonomic nervous system. We can think of the autonomic nervous system as the foundation upon which our lived experience is built. How we move through the world, turning toward, backing away, sometimes connecting and other times isolating, is guided by the autonomic nervous system supported by co-regulating relationships, we become resilient. In relationships awash in experiences of misattunement, we become masters of survival. In each of our relationships, the autonomic nervous system is learning about the world and being turned towards habits of connection or protection. Hopefulness lies in knowing that while early experiences shape the nervous system, ongoing experiences can reshape it. This is where our practice of Zazen and Sangha comes in. And our practice of relationships in our everyday life. Um, We're wanting to um, shape our nervous system to be um, more open and more socially engaged and less fearful. The autonomic nervous system is also an important part of what's referred to as the attachment system, as all mammals attach the young attached to the parents in order to survive. We humans are the same. The interesting thing uh, in terms of the play of words in attachment, attachment in Buddhism is often seen as being the cause of suffering, whereas attachment in the developmental theory of attachment is a necessary condition for well-being. In other words, the more securely attached we are, Uh, the more resilient and the more well-being we experience as adults and the more healthy we are both psychologically and physically. So the, obviously, the the use of the word attachment is is different in those two different contexts. Um, So it's healthy to be attached as a human being, as a child and also as an adult and we need to be able to learn to turn towards uh, friends or partners uh, in order to help us move from states of fear or states of anxiety or distress to back to states of safety and (coughs) well-being. Um, 
So when we speak of the, um, the self-centered self uh, in our practice principles, we're really talking about a self which is a product of the fear and protection system. And um, this self is formed around very early experiences of fear. Whereas in our practice, we're wanting to shape ourselves to become awake in the heart that needs, seeks to be awakened. We need, we, we, we're wanting to move towards an open-hearted self formed around safety and connectedness. Now the autonomic nervous system, um, auto meaning self and nomic coming from the word law, basically is seen as being self-governing. And it has uh, two branches, um, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. The, the sympathetic part of the nervous system is what gets mobilized when we're feeling threatened. And that triggers the fight or flight response, which most of you would have heard about. So it mobilizes us. The, the parasympathetic system has two different uh, branches. There's one aspect of the parasympathetic system. If we're feeling our life is in danger, it actually triggers the immobilization response, uh, which we sometimes refer to as the freezing response. But it also includes dissociation. And you can see this in various animal species. If they feel as if they're trapped and there's no escape, they will go still. But the other aspect of the parasympathetic system is often known as the, uh, the rest and digest system, the safety and socially engaged system, which allows us to play and work. And um, this is the relaxation response. This is. Uh, and um, this slows down the heart rate, lowers the blood pressure, increases intestinal and gland activity, etc. Now in recent years there's also been um, an extension of this theory which is known as um, polyvagal theory. And the vagal nerve, um, which is an important nerve which goes from the brain right down through the body. And, um, and the, uh, what's known as the, uh, the safety and socially engaged aspect of this is called the ventral vagal system, which basically connects the heart and the face. Um, when we're in the ventral vagal state, we are actually socially engaged, we're open, we're feeling safe, um, we're connected, and uh, hence we feel secure. And this is a state of well-being, and, and it's very, um, very good for the, the, the basic, um, all, the, all the basic sort of um, self-governing aspects of the body, the digestion, the blood pressure, etc., etc. Um, but because of the fact that, um, you know, we've had various experiences of, of um, varying degrees of trauma in the past, um, the, the, f 
fight or flight or the freezing responses can be triggered by our everyday lives in different ways. Um, and um, so the, 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 the scientist who developed the polyvagal theory, Stephen Porges, also d- developed this idea known as neuroception as distinct from perception. So perception is something we are aware of. We perceive the color red, we can see it's red. We hear the sound of the bird outside, we know it's a bird, that's perception. Um, he coined the term neuroception to try and capture how the autonomic nervous system picks up cues uh, in the environment which we're not aware of and uh, which triggers the, the fight or flight response or the freeze response. And it's kind of like um, a, um, it's, a, it's a, a state which you can actually move through during the day. Um, and seen as being kind of like a ladder with the, the dorsal vagal at the bottom, which is the most primitive form of the system, which we share with reptiles, through to the middle sense, the sympathetic system, which we share with other mammals, through to the ventral vagal system. Now, when we're in that ventral vagal system, we feel safe and we feel social. There's a sense of flow, connection, warm, home, open-hearted, curious, engaged, capable, organized, passionate, and we're at ease. So basically, it's a sense of I am okay, the world is okay, and the world is welcoming, filled with opportunity. It's a basic sense of flow. That's being at home in the world. Being at home with ourselves in the world. But when these other systems are triggered, um, we move into different states. So with the sympathetic system, when that gets mobilized, it's more a sense of being out of control. This is too much or overwhelming, confusing, angry, confrontational, ready to run, I am crazy, toxic, the world is unfriendly, scary, exploding, characterized by a sense of chaos. And then right down on the further on the ladder, the dorsal vagal, where we sometimes we feel uh, a lot of darkness. It's a sense of dark fogginess, fuzziness, silent, out of focus, cold, numb, hopeless, helpless, shut down, disconnected, and I am unlovable, invisible, lost and alone, and the world is cold, empty, uninhabitable. Kind of like a bit of a hell place to be in. Um, So the idea is we need to be able to move ourselves. So um, with our Zazen practice, um, we are actually um, just simply by sitting still and paying attention to our breath, we're stimulating the body to move into the ventral vagal state. And um, it has all those other corresponding beneficial effects. It slows our heart rate down, our blood pressure down, 
it's good for the digestive system. And um, we, we enable ourselves to feel what it's like to have a sense of feeling at home, feeling at ease. And we can, from that state, we can play, we can work, we can engage with others. And uh, when we're triggered, um, we can start to, through our awareness of um, the body, we're starting to train ourselves to become aware of when we shift in our feeling state. We might not know what triggered us, but we can start to distinguish between these states by mapping them. In other words, the more regu regularly we practice our Zen, and the more we experience that place of feeling at home, feeling at ease, feeling open, feeling the heart opening, feeling the face smiling. We can also detect pretty quickly when we've moved out of that state. Um, so even though we might not know what triggers us, we can tell that we've shifted states somehow and that uh, we've moved into the sympathetic state or the fight or flight response, or even worse, we've gone into the dorsal vagal state of immobilization. And um, a lot of the symptoms that people report um, in this, in the, especially in the, these states, can, you know, things like uh, um, lack no energy, uh, a lot of pain, and um, a lot of isolation. Even loneliness can trigger these, these kinds of states. Um, which is being increasingly recognised in the West now, where the UK a few years ago created the Department of Loneliness and the Minister for Loneliness, because it's being recognised how much um, so many people are socially isolated, which triggers these states. We're not we're socially wired to be together with with we're sharing our lives with other people. So. When we recognize that we're in a, a good state, the safe state, the social state, the ventral vagal state, we can ask things like, well, there's, um, there's two basic ways in which we regulate these states. One is what's called self-regulation, and the other is co-regulation. So there are things that I can do on my own, or things that I can do with others to help regulate our states. So, for example, if we're already in a good place, if we're already in the ventral vagal place, you can ask the question, well, what helps me stay here? Well, regular meditation practice is good, but one can do those very simple things like going for a walk, feeling the sun on my face, going to the beach, time alone in the morning, coffee, sitting in the sunshine, listening to music, gardening, cooking, all those things that we help to maintain that state. And in the same way, things I can do with others, what helps me stay here. Walking with a friend, meeting a friend for coffee, giving or getting a hug, Skyping with family and friends, a night out with a partner or friends, etc. So it's really important to pay attention to our social life in that way. And when we move into the sort of mobilized fight or flight places, we can ask ourselves the question, well, 
what helps you to move out of here when we're feeling a bit mobilized and a bit tense. Um, it could be things like taking some kind of action, like cleaning, decluttering, dancing in the kitchen, singing loud to loud music, screaming or swearing out loud to myself, exercise, going for a walk or a run, organizing closets, creating to-do lists, taking a shower. These are things that we can do on our own when we're sort of feeling agitated. Or what moves me out of here when we're doing things with others? You know, ranting to a friend, talking or texting, going for a walk or run with a friend, going to a class at the gym, a yoga class, or ask someone to listen to me without needing to fix it. Or when we're in the sort of immobilized, collapsed, shut down state, what moves me out of here? Sleep, prayer, crying, nature, remembering moments in the past when I felt okay, imagining being around someone I felt safe with, turning on the TV, radio, meditation, hot tea, hot bath, shower, basically nurturing ourselves. What moves me out of here with things I can do with others? Accepting a hug, letting someone sit with me, text me, email with a friend, go for a walk without talking, go sit in a place where there's activity and people, like a coffee shop. So, um, as, we, as we do our Zen practice, and we do it on a regular basis, um, we start to become not only aware of triggers, but what we might call glimpses. In other words, things that light up our system, things that help us to map our way back home again. And so the reason why I encourage everyone to, to do a regular practice of Zazen is to, to really inhabit that place we call home. And the more you become familiar with that, um, the more you can find your way back there when you find yourself in, in, in more difficult and darker places. Um, in the same way, the, um, from an attachment point of view, Sangha is really important. Uh, in our Sangha here, that, which we're creating, we want to create a safe environment and a welcoming environment and a place of trust so we can experience being able to to relax and become socially engaged and to turn into that, that, that good place. The relationships that we can form with each other. And uh, in a sense, um, Aristotle talked of three kinds of friendships. He talked about friendships based on utility, what we can do for each other or a work colleague or etc. like that. Um, he talked on friendships based upon pleasure. But he also talked about friendships based upon the good. And in a sense, a saying is like um, coming together with friends who share those similar values, who uh, share a similar desire to, to, to practice those virtues. Um, and to um, come together as a sangha is to come together with good spiritual friends and to nurture that as well. In the same way, um, so um, next year I want to create more more options for that as well, and I'll I'll, um, I'll talk more about that uh, during our lunch break, uh, snack and tea break today. <coughs> so um, 
So basically, we have those, this, this, the, how we move ourselves back home, and things we can do when we're on our own by ourselves, or things that we can do with others. Both are important to develop that, uh, to bring us back to our safe place, our place we can call home. <laughs>